Welcome to another previews podcast on the Chaos and Comics network or podcast. Uh, this will also appear on YouTube on the Chaos and Comics channel. Uh, I guess podcast-wise, this is uh, appearing as a propaganda show podcast. So, my name is Chris, and you can find me at Chaos and Comics on Instagram and Twitter, and also, of course, YouTube. Uh, I have other 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 things that go on in this podcast channel, like movie and 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 music reviews and whatnot. But hey, this is where I this is where I, I put cool stuff like this. So let's uh, let's jump right into it because uh, these can go a little bit long. This is the April releases for Marvel Comics. Uh, I'm not going to go into exact dates. These are basically what got solicited and that you can get in April. So let's start with um, the the non-hero, non-X-Men Marvel Comics, which basically means now all the big licensed properties that have uh, traditionally, at least the last couple decades, been elsewhere, um, particularly, particularly Dark Horse. Most of the, actually all of these that I'm about to mention. So, Aliens is now a uh, a Marvel license. They bought Fox, so it was pretty easy, I guess. Conan's been here, been at Marvel for a couple years now, and then uh, Star Wars is a one of the giant ones. So, in April, we will be at issue number two for the new Alien series. I keep calling it Aliens, but uh, uh, but it's not. I think we're just on the alien level right now is all we're doing. So uh, I am I am really excited for this. I haven't been reading the solicits, so I'm not going to talk about summaries or anything here. I know it's Philip Kennedy Johnson and, and Salvador LaRocca. LaRocca has some big fans. I'm not the biggest LaRocca fan, but I also really like him. I think he's really good for licensed stuff. I think when he was doing Star Wars, it worked really well because... Uh, the the action was fine, and and he drew the characters to look like the characters, and um, I just don't I don't see him as like uh, someone that takes a lot of chances, which is something uh, I I generally respect. Um, uh, and then Philip Kennedy Johnson is just a great addition for this. This is this just works, uh, especially after his last God stuff. I think. Uh, uh, not that Alien is like Last God, but uh, it, it's something that makes me excited for him. Uh, and for him to also be doing Superman 2 over at DC, um, it's just a, a real plus for uh, his writing career. So I don't know what's going to happen here. I know that it's just called Alien. This is not called Aliens. It's not called Aliens versus Predator. Uh, we're not like decades in as it feels like we were in the Dark Horse mythology. It's just Alien. So I... M- my guess and my hope is that we're going to get a lot of the the horror tone that we had in the first Alien movie, um, and and expand it from there. But uh, we'll see what they we'll see what Marvel actually does and how they work in the other movies into continuity, or if these are you know these comics could be after Aliens one or two or something like that. So it's something I'm going to wait to find out until after Aliens one. I really want to just experience that one uh, before I. I start finding out whether we're doing, uh, you know, what we're doing in like the way that Star Wars works. Are we 
you know, is Prometheus real? You know, what's canon, what's not? Where, where are we set here? Uh, very excited for that. Now, there is a Stephanie Hans cover, um, or Haynes. I think that's how I found out her name was pronounced recently. Uh, and normally I jump on that, and this, this cover's fine. Um, but it doesn't look any different or better than other Aliens covers. Um, Conan the Barbarian's back. Jim Zub is still writing him. Uh, I, I don't know what happened. Yeah, after the pandemic, there was a break. I think I was buying Conan. I'm not sure if I finished. I'm not sure if I'm thinking of Savage sort of Conan. So I don't know where I am in the Conan. I'm one of the people that actually enjoyed it, but I'm not like this tried and true Conan fan for years or, you know, that needs it to be, I mean, the perception is that it's not raw anymore or something like that, like it was at, at, uh, at Dark Horse, but I don't know that that's true. So I, I think it was plenty raw and it's, you know, it's just not rapey anymore in my opinion. Um, next up are, uh, you know, no world beaters and I'm, I'm very behind in my Star Wars books, but a bunch of really good Star Wars books and they're at a point now uh, where most of these books are taking place uh, in between uh, Empire Strikes Back and, um, I want to say Rise of the Jedi, um, between episodes uh, four and five, which is really cool, no Han Solo, etc. But uh, we get the Bounty Hunters, um, they're already at a number 11. Uh, I really enjoyed um, Valence, I might be pronouncing his name wrong, in, uh, in the couple books he appeared in before Bounty Hunters, and now he has a big role here. Uh, perhaps he's dead by number 11. I don't know. And there's a, um, and all of these Star Wars covers have the uh, Empire Strikes Back variants um, that's celebrating the, whatever it is, 40 years, I would imagine. Um, Darth Vader, and who's writing? Uh, yeah, Ethan Sachs. So, yeah, Ethan Sachs at least wrote the Han Solo book that uh, Valence showed up. Um, I'm sort of reading reading the solicit, just see if Valence is there. It looks like it's, uh, this is a uh, Bosk-heavy book, so who knows. Uh, and then Darth Vader 11, Greg Pak. I am not familiar with Raffaella uh, Ionecco. So um, Exegol is there. So it looks pretty cool to me, actually, to get to number 11. Uh, start using some of those planets that uh, have started appearing or being talked about in the, in the uh, new series. I remember reading Kieran Gillen's run on star wars and uh the solo movie had just come out and so you know you could start adding stuff about that that han solo had been in the empire before you know it had never been mentioned but then it was in the movie so they can talk about it sort of um but so exegol is uh very exciting very can't wait to catch up to number 11 i have all of these star wars books sitting around and uh, i don't know where i put them i didn't keep them in order because i've been pre-ordering them at Gmart, so I just get confused in where I was. Um, Dr. Afra is uh, still going strong. Uh, I know a couple people that are enjoying this book. They're at number nine, though. Uh, Alyssa Wong uh, did a great job in the first four that I read uh, of this version, of this volume. And uh, Minkyu Jung will be new to me. So um, that's exciting to see what she can do. And uh, last but not least, actually, did I, what happened to Star Wars? Star, oh, here it is. No, Star Wars 40th Anniversary, number one. Oh, so we, there's actually is a 
40th anniversary cover. Um, I was going to say, there's no just Star Wars book this this uh, this month, it appears. That's interesting that Star Wars is being skipped. Uh, the, the main title is being skipped, probably for the Star Wars Empire 40th anniversary. Um, but uh, let's move on. So, uh, and then what's gotten a lot of um, views lately is the the new High Republic push. It was supposed to come out around the time the pandemic started. They just pushed it to January. Uh, I am caught up with the comics so far. I've read the very first book by Charles Soule, so that's uh, relevant because uh, Charles Soule, of course, is a comic book writer and had a great Darth Vader run. Um, and, and, uh, now I'm in the middle of another book. Um, in April, we'll get, uh, Star Wars High Republic number four. Uh, to be honest, I, I've liked it, but the first two issues, at least I've liked them fine, but the art's a little bit simple, like kitty, especially when I contrast it with what I'm about to say. And, um, you know, once you read a couple books, you know, the, the comic can go a little bit slow if you got to wait for a 22 page comic every month. Um, and then uh, when I compared the art, this is funny because Star Wars Adventures over at IDW is first supposed to be for um, younger readers. And when I compared the art to uh, from Star Wars Adventures to this book, um, I thought the art was a lot better in Star Wars Adventures, uh, in my opinion. And that doesn't mean Ario uh, and Indito isn't a good artist. It just felt like maybe they should have been switched there. Um, and then I'll just uh, shout out Trials of Ultraman number two. So apparently that first Ultraman miniseries did well enough that uh, they're on to the second. Um, you know, I've heard people just get really excited for this. Apparently this is the thing they want. They're a little bit older than me, I feel, but apparently this is the thing they watch and that made them uh, excited. So let's hop over to Marvel Comics Heroes. And um, first on my list here, my alphabetical list uh is America Chavez made in the USA two of five. Now a book like this can fall into uh, one of three categories. So this is by writer Kalinda Vasquez and Carlos Gomez. Um, Sarah Pacelli is the cover artist. So one is just that it, it's, it's forced and it's obvious. Um, you know, they're forcing women and, and people of color and it's a bad story and they're just forcing it. And I, I don't find that often happens, to be honest. Uh, I just, I'll admit that it can happen, but I don't find it, it often happens. And then where most of this stuff falls, and perhaps America Chavez will fall there, I'm not reading this right now, is that, okay, it's just, uh, you know, it's time to churn out and, and make as much, uh, as much content and as many characters that uh, will appeal, will appeal to um, people of different nationalities and races and, and women. And it's just not all for white males, which is good, you know, and, and this comic doesn't necessarily have to be classic for that. It's just something that should be happening and, and something that it's, it's exciting. And if my pool list isn't that big, I, I go and dip into those things, but they're, you know, they're just adding to the lore essentially. And then there's a small chance that this just becomes super classic, and the like systematic racism that happens and sexism that happens in society, you know, pulls it back a little bit because, uh, there's some people that just want to believe the, the first thing that I said. Right. Um, so I don't know. 
that. I would keep an open mind with this America Chavez book personally. I just keep an open mind with it, but I'm not reading it. So it's one of those things where I would wait for either someone I really respected to say, Hey man, that's a hidden gem. You know, I've said that about both Swordmaster and arrow or someone else to say, uh, or, or for it really to just rise to the top and it become a must read. So America Chavez, uh, made in the US, USA. I think this is her second, uh, mini series, um, in recent time at least. So, uh, then we get some Avengers. Avengers is on a twice a month schedule right now. Jason Aaron is still writing it. Uh, it's interesting cause people uh, have some mixed feelings about it. Um, this current storyline doesn't grab me at all. They did a ghostwriter storyline, maybe 10 issues ago. And I thought that was pretty cool. So I, I bought that. And then after that was, um, I don't know what happened. And then there was a moon Knight story. And I know people that were really into that. I can tell you right now. And, and, and I've considered buying it or reading it. Maybe I'll read it on, on unlimited, um, pretty soon. Uh, but I can tell you that this Phoenix story, I had no interest in at all. I don't know. Um, the artist not familiar with, uh, Luca Maresca, at least as not as far as, uh, you know, I may, maybe I've seen Luca Maresca around in, uh, in books and, and enjoyed it or didn't enjoy it and just didn't connect the name. Um, but, uh, after that we get, uh, Avengers 45, which ha- has the King in black, um, uh, moniker on it. So it's going to tie in towards the end. Um, and, uh, you know, it's going to, the Phoenix story ends at 44 and then you're going to get a little bit of a King and black thing. Luca Maresca's on that with Jason Aaron too. Um, there's a bunch of these reborn variants that I have no clue what they are. I know that, um, um, Fraggy, I can't remember his name that did, uh, the native American variants is, is doing the reborn covers that look similar, but aren't, um, that are, you know, his art style, but not don't really have that much of a native American feel. So I think it'd be really interesting if that's what these reborn covers are, but I, I don't know. I don't know. So, Hey, the book you didn't know you wanted Avengers mech strike number three of five. Uh, this is a silly number one that I bought where my only problem with it was really that I didn't see mechs to the end. So I really only have four. I'm really only going to get four issues of Avengers and mechs. Um, and Hey, Avengers and mechs right there, you know, whether you're going to like this or not, you know, this is, uh, to me, this is more a throwback to He-Man and Thundercats, like something made specifically because they're going to try to sell me toys, you know, but, um, uh, really enjoyed that. And then there's a, a Nakayama variant, which, uh, I'll be getting, uh, for, for sure. Um, and yeah, the first one was actually not even, not good at all, to be honest, not, not even good in the way where I want to tell you it was better than I thought kind of thing. Like it was just sort of lame because I, I didn't get my mechs in time. I wanted, that's what I really wanted, dude. I just wanted mechs. Um, by April, we will be, uh, on issue two of beta Ray bill. Um, and th- that is being drawn by or drawn and written by the, I was about to say insufferable, but the, the wonderful Daniel Warren, uh, Johnson, who, uh, started doing superhero stuff. Now everyone should go read murder Falcon. Uh, everyone should go read extremity, including me. I've only read four issues. Uh, but he did, uh, Wonder Woman, Dead Earth, a great black label book, perhaps my favorite black label book that, uh, came out. And then, um, now he's, he'll, he'll be on issue two of five of Beta Ray Bill. 
So who knows where we're going there, but him drawing like Thor and Beta Ray Bill stuff is going to be awesome. His, his art's not for everyone, um, but I think that's because everyone is stupid because his art should be for everyone, for sure. Uh, and then we will be, um, a lot of times what happens with uh, these spinoffs during a big event is they do the spinoff with the event and and then they then they do another spinoff afterwards with the character and that's what ha- that's what's happening with Black Knight. So um, King of Black will be over. He had his little three issue miniseries there, and then we will be in Black Knight: Curse of the Ebony Blade. So Black Knight's going to get some love in the Marvel universe, and and who knows what that means? Maybe that means he'll appear in movies in a year, and everyone will be specking or whatever. I would skip this, but. Um, I see Simon Spurrier's writing it, so it would be like a, a maybe for me. Uh, I'm not pre-ordering it or anything, but I, I really like Simon Spurrier, and uh, it's a writer that uh, I need to read more of, um, but Alienated was great, as, as you guys probably know, um, if you listen to me at all, and uh, and his, um, and his uh, Sandman work was also very good. There are a whole bunch of covers for uh Ta-Nehisi Coates' last Black Panther book. Um you just you could really just get your choice. The Stormbreakers variant Carnero, Cabal. Actually not a ton of really known people, just a handful. Peach Momoko being probably the most popular there. So you know I might read his conclusion. I don't know. We'll see. But uh it is a big enough book and uh, I only read uh, the first two or three trades uh, of his run and enjoyed it. Um, you know, I thought that it was considered classic when I was reading it. And then I, I, I found other people saying it was okay here and there. Um, I really liked his, uh, his um, galactic Black Panther stuff, the, the little bit I read. So that's probably what I would go to um, when I'm ready to go read his, his uh, book. Black Widow's on number six. Kelly Thompson's on that. Um, I won't talk much about that. I am excited to see the movie, though. Uh, Captain America, another Ta-Nehisi Coates book, is on 29. Seems to be some cool covers for it. I gave up on this around 8 or 9. Uh, it was just moving a little bit slow for me. Um, sort of reminds me of the review I just did of a of a, the small axe film, uh, Lover's Rock. Uh, you know, if you like mood, then maybe that Captain America book was for you. And maybe it's changed in, in the last uh, few few uh, months, actually more than a year, because I probably quitted around eight or nine or something like that. Um, Captain Marvel, another Kelly, Kelly Thompson book with David Lopez, who I also don't know. Um, this is not something I'm reading or, or very interested in. I did love the Captain Marvel movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, but I don't read a lot of... Marvel heroes right now, um, just on and off a lot of maybes. I mean, something special or silly has to happen, which is, you know, I'm looking at my pre-orders as I'm reading this and beta Ray bill and Avengers next strike looks like all I got. Right. And then of the hero stuff, I got some of the star Wars stuff and, and the alien stuff too. But, um, so far in the heroes, not Spider-Man, not X-Men. That's what heroes means nowadays. Uh, just two, just two. Um, and I think some of it, I feel like it's, uh, being written for younger people to some extent. And that's definitely the case with champions. I mean, it is younger heroes. Um, it's the, the name of this arc is called killer app. 
with uh, Eve Ewing and Bob Quinn. So I know um, a channel I watch called Chillmonger. He watches or he reads um, a lot of this stuff and, and follows Ms. Marvel and stuff. So you could find Chillmonger on YouTube and uh, he seems to go back and forth with the quality of those. So um, I'll leave that up to him. It's not something I grabs me. Here's a book I, I would be reading um, except I got behind and then I, I didn't get all the issues. So it'll definitely be a Marvel Unlimited thing for me and that's Daredevil. We'll be uh, at 29 and Chip Zdarsky is still writing it and uh, Mark Ticetto is still drawing it. I think he's drawn uh, a lot of it or most of it. And uh, people are very excited by it. And and right now I, I, I know, I don't know if this is really a spoiler, if you've seen covers or whatever, I know that Elektra is currently Daredevil right now. Um, uh, and he must have done that in a tasteful way because that's the kind of thing that normally annoys people. Or, or maybe we're just getting better uh, as humans. Who knows? I doubt it. it, was, it was on, January 6th was only a little bit ago. Um, something I'm definitely getting because it's so silly. I don't know why I'm not just grabbing the dollar and 50 cent issues in, in comic shops, but is a dark Hawk heart of the Hawk. So, uh, a bunch of short stories. So it's almost an anthology. There's no way this is going to be good, but, uh, dark Hawk was just a, uh, you know, just so representative of the nineties and, and the nineties were fucking great. So, um, you know, just, <laughs> it was just overdone. Um, did we ever get Dark Hawk versus Shadow Hawk? I feel like we might have. I feel like I might even have that. Maybe I just drew it uh, as a child. So uh, Dark Hawk, Heart of the Hawk. I just need. I need Rage and Night Thrasher now. Um, you know, back doing their thing. I just need all the cool stuff. Um, after that, I am grabbing Eternals uh, for sure. Uh, I, I'm a little disappointed. People aren't um, latching on to this. Uh, I. I've said it before, there are just a few writers that I'm just going to read almost anything they do. Kieran Gillen's one of them. Uh, I feel like I know Kieran Gillen a little bit more. I feel like I'm just, just because my attitude is I'm just going to read it, I'm okay with a, a little bit of a slower burn. My expectation is that this whole book is going to be a a slower burn. Um, and, you know, I, I don't even know how to give that or take that for people because I've also, people have also told me something's a slow burn and I've gotten bored of it and, and thrown it away. Um, or stopped reading it. Red mother comes to mind, you know, even though I like, um, I forget the name of the writer, uh, Jeremy Hahn, I think. Um, so, you know, it, if I stop reading that and then I tell people that it's a slow burn or whatever, then, you know, I, I can't expect people to continue on it, but I'm staying on it. Um, I don't think you need to know anything about the Eternals at all, to be honest. Uh, in fact, it's better that you don't know anything about them because then you're just going to be trying to compare this to Kirby or, or something, which is a, a big mistake. Um, Neil, I think it was, no, Chuck Dixon. or Neil Gaiman supposedly had a good run on it, never read it. I did read a Max uh, miniseries called The Eternal that was based on the Eternals, and that was pretty awesome, to be honest, and that was Chuck Dixon, I think. Um, but this is awesome, too. I, I, I like what's happening, just learning about what's going on. And I love the narrator. The narrator is like the world or the machine or something like that. It's a little bit snarky. So I've enjoyed it. Fantastic 431. Dan Slott is still writing this. Uh, Z Carlos. I don't know if he's been writing or drawing it uh, or how long he's been drawing it. Um, I've actually heard two people that I follow either on um, 
Instagram or, or, or YouTube or whatever, um, say really good things about the last five to eight issues, uh, of this book. Um, I've never been a big fantastic four guy. Uh, I'm open to fantastic four, of course, when something cool happens, but, uh, this is one that, um, I would probably just wait for someone to tell me what the good arcs were and, and then read like an arc or something, um, to say that I, I dipped in and I tried Dan slot fantastic four. Uh, I doubt he's going to be on this for 10 years. Uh, it sounded like, you know, he's been on the record more than once, which is weird for writers don't normally do this saying that he had a great captain America idea. So we'll, we'll find out what happens there. Um, guardians of the galaxy. So Al Ewing is now he's number 13 is coming up. Uh, Juan Cabal is going to draw it. Raphael Albuquerque on the art. And, uh, so he did, he's now beat, uh, Donnie Cates's 12 issue run. So you know, interesting enough, I guess it wasn't selling Cates's run or who knows what happened. Maybe they just didn't think it was that good. Uh, I don't feel like Cates thought it was that good. He, he's made uh, comments about him not being able to write team books. Um, uh, it looks like, you know, guardians of the galaxy are consistently, you know, a new team looks like Nova's leading them. Not so much star Lord, uh, Gamora's there. And that's not Adam Warlock. There's Hulking and Groot. So it's a, you know, the team is ever changing over there at the Guardians of the Galaxy. It is going to mixing up in what happened with in Empire. I didn't read Empire. um, But, you know, I like, I like, like the space opera stuff from Marvel that I the cosmic stuff that I've never really gotten into. And so what happened with hulking and the Kree school alliance stuff? that stuff interests me i think that's pretty cool i think those those um those uh should just keep going to war and stuff i think it's perfectly fine i think that's what they should do so um uh and then uh, uh there's a bunch of variants for that for some reason i i can't figure out why um immortal hulk mortal hulk is still going guys it's another Al Ewing book. Um, if not this, then Daredevil. One of those two is pr- are probably the most lauded Marvel books, superhero books right now. Um, and uh, all I've heard all great things. I, I, I guess people say, and I'll probably like it, that it's it got a little bit weird around you know twenty five to thirty or something. But um, you know, you let Al Ewing do what he's going to do. All kinds of funny stuff. All kinds of fun stuffs happening. Body horror. Hulk's uh, completely different than he ever was. So that excites me, uh, and uh, it means that I need to get past uh, volume two. And it's been long enough since I've read volume two uh, that I'm probably just going to start over on that. But uh, I should just probably, I should just probably use my Marvel Unlimited. I'm reading Annihilation. I should probably just start Hulk and Daredevil. Right. That's what I, I should probably do with. Uh, and not spend any more money. Um, I'm going to jump over some of this stuff. Iron Fist and Iron Man. I'm not super excited. I know one person now getting Iron Man. And I think he just is a Christopher Cantwell fan. So uh, good for him. Kafu on the art. So it doesn't sound terrible. But, you know, it's just... For some reason, Iron Man's the center of the MCU. But it's hard to get people excited for his book. I don't I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Maestro, Maestro War and Pax. We'll be getting number four. So the penultimate issue of that miniseries, I really love what Marvel's doing uh, with X-Men Legends, with the new uh, Spider-Man's Darsky book coming out, and Maestro, just going to the past and and setting stories 
in in that part of the continuity again um you know as if we didn't move on from it uh, i think that's pretty cool i liked the maestro the first maestro miniseries i have war and packs number one i have not read it yet um but i liked it i thought it was just fun comics to read it felt like peter david it worked for me uh would you know has the first one at least has no chance at like being in my top 10 or or you know saying it's lauded or underrated or great i just think it was pretty cool um and uh, i think warren pax has a chance to be even more cool because uh you know the the main villain in the first one was hercules and you could tell he was just setting up that he was going to do uh something more um the mighty valkyries so spinning out of the Valkyries and whatever the Valkyries did in King and Black, Jason Aaron is sticking to the world of Thor. You think he would just have uh, washed his hands of it, but he's sticking in the world of Thor on a uh, on a lesser book, on a lesser book, or you know, I'm, it's not really lesser. I mean, maybe he just has all these ideas for Jane Foster that he wasn't able to do in Thor. They only wanted her to be Thor for so long. So here, here they are, the mighty Valkyries. Um, and, uh, but this is written by, uh, Torun Gronbeck along with Jason Aaron and a, another artist I've never heard of a lot of, um, well, Matea de, uh, Iulis. That sounds like it's probably more Spanish or, or from a Latin country. I was going to say a lot of Italians seeing Marvel hire a lot of Italians guys. What's going on? Uh, Modoc Head Games. I I came close to buying this because Oswalt's on it, um, but I didn't. And uh, I, there's a YouTube channel named Comic Book Poser. He's a cool guy. He uh, he read it and liked it, but he's the only person I know that that read it. And I would have uh, I'd have been for it, you know, just because Oswalt was uh, in on it and Modoc's sort of a funny character. But uh, I didn't get I didn't get to it. I cannot believe that Savage Avengers is still going and it's on number. 20 um a marvelous marvel i'm reading the solicit a marvelous marvel team up between conan and the rhino that just sounds silly goes uh ari when spider-man threatens to ruin their good time so savage avengers as uh as many people have realized now has just become conan in the marvel universe uh and I, I mean, I know people that like it, so what can I say? I mean, I wish I would have bought that instead of the Serpent Crown stuff, you know. Um, next up is a Squadron Supreme Marvel Tale. So these are those overly expensive books that are really just three or four reprints in them. And uh, we're going to get some Squadron Supreme uh, content coming up. That's what this whole Heroes Reborn thing is. So we'll be covering that in the next uh, the next previews, I'm sure Heroes Reborn's out by then. Um, but I, I'm not, that's another thing that just doesn't grab me or interest me that much. Uh, so I'll leave that alone. One of those things will, where I'll wait for everyone just to be flabbergasted and floored by it. And if that happens, that happens. Uh, you know, it's not tough to get books or second prints anymore. Um, well, here's something I am pulling though. Thor, uh, by Donnie Cates and most of the time by Nick Klein. I think Nick Klein's art has been wonderful in this book, <coughs> excuse me, but, um, you know, others, others have, uh, uh, mixed feelings. So this is a final issue of prey. So that means I got one more next month and, and then the April. So, Hey, I've, uh, I've enjoyed this. I'm not going to read that solicit. I've in, I've enjoyed this story. Donald Blake has gone crazy. So, um, let's see if they can save him. Uh, I know a lot of people bat their eye at that. 
they're they're afraid of it. You know, they don't like it, but we'll see. And then a kid's book, Thor and Loki Double Trouble. Um, man, maybe this book's great. I don't know. I skipped over Superman Smashes the Clan because it looked like a kid's book too. But um, yeah, not, not something I'm, I'm jumping on. Something I might buy though uh, is Women of Marvel number one, the Marvel Voices. Um, the Marvel Voices books were really good. There's been a Native American focus book and then a uh, African American focus book. So I enjoyed those a lot. And it wasn't only about the characters because I was reading, I was reading the um, Marvel Voices one that was uh, focused on African American. Um, I, I would have thought characters and creators, but I, I read this one pager about Scarlet Witch, perhaps the you know the whitest woman in the Marvel universe, or not Scarlet Witch, um, uh, Emma Frost. And uh, it's like I was just waiting for like like uh, someone else to show up on the page. It's like, oh, the the writer and the artist uh, must be African-American. So it's, uh, you know, women of Marvel, but this cover looks like it's all women. So who knows what's going to go on there? It is, uh, it is something I will check out. And hey, that's it for Heroes. Let's uh, hop over to the Spider-Man books. Yeah, I mean, it's becoming more and more amazing that we can even call a section of Marvel the Spider-Man office. Uh, I'm sure Amazing Spider-Man's doing fine, but it's not exactly something that, uh, you know, people are beating their heart over. I am more or less convinced that in the next month or two months, we'll be getting an announcement that Donny Cates is the new Amazing Spider-Man writer. Uh, if that doesn't happen, I'll be very surprised, but, you know, I won't, I won't cry myself to sleep or anything like that. So it would be fine. Um, you know, I, I read uh, a couple volumes of this Spider-Man and didn't feel like continuing. I feel like other people are, are pretty annoyed by it. So, you know, maybe Nick Spencer needs to go do something else. I don't know. He's a good writer, so he needs to go do something else perhaps. Um, Black Cat falls into the, uh, Spider-Man office, of course. And, uh, Black Cat's actually something I'd be interested in if she's just stealing from famous Marvel characters. That's, that's really funny. Um, carnage, black, white, and blood. So we just got the Wolverine black, white, and blood, and now we're getting carnage. Um, it's going to be hard to avoid this because three of my favorite writers are on it. Um, Chip Zdarsky, Donnie Cates, and Rom V. So Rom V is not obviously DC, uh, exclusive, even though he's doing a lot of DC stuff right now, he's getting a story in this carnage book too. Um, it says Rom V is an artist, but I doubt, I doubt that. Uh, so yeah, black. So, I mean, carnage is black and red, so that works. And then you could put some white. So who needs, who needs color? Uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man's, uh, solid in Ahmed has been going strong on that for a while. I've picked up issues here and there when they look cool and, and I've enjoyed it. You know, it's weird having two spider, you know, it's still weird having two Spider-Mans in New York, but, um, uh, but then at the same time, I'm happy because Miles is just a great character. He's going to blow up. Um, even though that first appearance blew up, I still think, I still think it's going to go, it has room to go up. It's one of the few comics that I would spend money and spec on if I really wanted to, you know, find it and get into it. So, um, a bunch of variants for that because it is uh, issue number 25, including a Liefeld Deadpool 30th anniversary variant and a reborn variant. Like we keep seeing, um, Silk is 
still being uh, drawn. I guess there's just some people that buy every Spider-Man book, uh, every Spider-Man office book, I guess. Um, Marine Gu and uh, Takeshi uh, Miyazawa are on that. So, um, you know, I don't know anything about Silk, so I would skip it. Um, You know, I bought Scream, which is like Carnage's daughter or something like that. Uh, or like the symbiotes, you know, the symbiotes have had lots of, I shouldn't say something like that, but the symbiotes have had lots of babies. And so I liked Scream. That was like a side character. Oh, that was pretty cool. Um, but Silk, I mean, Silk looks cool. I mean, I think she looks cool. This, uh, this cover is, uh, probably not, uh, indicative of, of the interior art, but, um, yeah, the only thing would be sillier is if we had, um, Spider-Man, uh, curse of the man thing, which I thought was really dumb, but, uh, Hey, give the guy, you know, maybe it's a mini series or it's a one shot. So, but it, it's written by Steve Orlando. So he's starting to do a lot more Marvel stuff. So I'm interested in what he's doing there. I, I like Steve Orlando. I sort of like, I sort of understand how people don't like him, but, um, I still like what he does. So, uh, you know, he gets a good one shot you get a self-contained story. Steve Orlando is a accomplished writer at least. Um, and you don't get a lot of man thing. So why not get man thing with Spider-Man? You know what I mean? Um, this one I'm definitely getting, and that is uh, Spider-Man spider's shadow. And, um, the reason is it's a new Chip Zdarsky book on Spider-Man. So that's a uh, very exciting. Uh, a lot of people like to see him write Spider-Man, um, more people would like to see him write, uh, incredible or, uh, fantastic four, but, um, he's on another Spider-Man book. And this is another one of those books like, uh, X-Men legends that I just mentioned and, or that I'll mention in the future. And, um, and, uh, the Peter David symbiote spider symbiote Spider-Man book and the Peter David, uh, Maestro book that we just mentioned. So what if P- what if Peter Parker became Venom? What if he didn't let go of the suit and he just became slowly darker and darker? So it's probably going to have like a demon. If you guys, for those of you that have watched Requiem for a Dream, the uh, 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 Hubert Selby Jr.'s other book is like is the demon or the Joker film or Taxi Driver. Just something where Peter progressively gets darker and darker and doesn't kick the habit, just falls into it. Head first, death. Spider Woman number eleven. I guess it makes sense that she's in the spider, in the Spider Man office. But uh, I mean, who's uh, who's reading this anymore? And also, does she really have anything to do with Spider Man? I I don't know. That's not something that grabs me. And then probably the biggest thing happening in Spider Man, ironically, is Venom. And in April, we are getting Venom's. Uh, is it the 35th issue or is it the 200th issue? It's both. It's both. So you're going to probably just here in my looking at my pre-orders, there's a good 10 to 15 covers available. Um, and uh, there's probably a tits venom. So that means that there's probably another 20 to 30 store variants available. So, Hey, Lots of covers for you to get for Donny Cates to end this. I am not going to read this solicit. I'm staying away from it, but uh, there's some cool covers. Uh, next up and um, uh, last as far as single issues go is the uh, X-Men office, which is being run by Jonathan Hickman. And some people hate it. Uh, some people think it sounds pretty cool, but it's too many books to read. And those people don't know that for them. I was telling those people you could just read the one or two series that you like. Um, 
you know, but then Ten of Swords came and there's no way that you could have followed it without buying every book. So, uh, you know, you, you, you be you X-Men, just, uh, dig that hole, dig that hole. Um, I've enjoyed every X-Men book. I, I can't even tell you which one's my favorite. I think it might be X-Force or X-Men. Um, those, are, I think have been the best books, uh, or the most consistent, especially X-Force with the art. But, uh, I like them all. I like them all. I even, uh, like X-Actor and I like Hellions. So I like a lot of the new. So let's get to talking about them. First up is we're on cable number 10. I never really understood how cable can hold his own series. Uh, and that like Gambit can't or Cyclops can't like, you know, there's a lot of character. I don't know. I don't really get why cable can hold his own series, but he can. And, uh, for the first time ever, I'm buying it month to month. Uh, I have plenty of cable issues and, I've bought cable when I was like buying executioner song or whatnot, but, uh, you know, Jonathan Hickman's just taking all my money. So he, he, he did good. And, uh, so I'm buying cable, Jerry Doug and Jerry Duggan's been great. And the Phil note, uh, Phil Noto art has been great too. I'm surprised that we've kept Phil Noto on this book for so long. So I'm sure, uh, after this arc or whatever, he'll, he'll go on to bigger, better things. We'll also be at Children Adam number two, and this is probably the only X book I can I've considered not getting, or at least that I'm not as excited about. Um, you know, I just don't care. I just don't care about young people. Um, you know, learning to use their powers. It's happening in Strange Adventures. It's really what X Men is about. Um, you know, and X Men always has one of those running New Mutants, Generation X, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So. Yeah, I'm not too excited about it, but I do like um, Beat Ayala, and I don't think they have like a Champions Ms. Marvel type book uh, in the X Men uh, in the uh, X Men office, so it works. Um, Excalibur number twenty is out, so this is one of the original books that got released. Teeny Howard still going strong on this. Marco Marcos Toe, um, you know, solid artwork. Uh, I didn't love the way he designed Apocalypse, but. Apocalypse is long gone, so it doesn't matter now. Uh, I stayed liking Excalibur at the beginning. Um, this was one a lot of people dropped. But I, I like the magic twist to it. And then also, um, you know, when, when Ten of Swords started, it turned out that Excalibur was a very important book because uh, uh, Apocalypse was uh, doing his crazy magic shit there. So, And I enjoy that they're dealing with Otherworld and doing their other things. Uh, there. So, um, a book that, you know, I, even though I love it and it's, uh, it's also by Jerry Duggan, who I love, uh, I might think it's a little bit overrated because, uh, this is some people's favorite book and I, I've, I've only thought it's been okay. I've really liked all the little political intrigue. So I like everything about it still. Um, I think it's just not that it's overrated. I think it just surprises me that, uh, so many people like it. Um, so we're doing the pirate thing still there. They're still called the Marauders and we'll be at number 19, um, somehow they got one behind Excalibur. Who knows how that happens? And New Mutants is three behind Excalibur, so they're even worse. Probably my favorite thing about New Mutants is uh, that um, in uh, in honor and homage to uh, Bill Shinkavich, they are you know they're doing all the crazy weird looking covers. They're not necessarily all Shinkavich like Shinkavich style covers, but. Uh, New Mutants is definitely killing the cover game with interesting covers. Um, you know, as I say that, yeah, no, that's an interesting cover too. And Christian Ward did it. So Christian Ward just did the regular cover. So uh, I've liked it. I can't remember really what's going on in New Mutants. I just know I like it. Um, 
So we'll be at sword number five. So not only does Cable have his own solo book, uh, but he is also one of a, a major character in a, a team book called Sword. And I have no idea what Sword's going to do. It's uh, barely a mutant book, to be honest, but um, you know they're in space and there's going to be some space stuff coming. So uh, that should be good. And I'm I'm, I'm hesitant to read uh, this uh, this solicit. Al Ewing's on it. And uh, Valerio uh, Shitty, I think, uh, Shitty, I think uh, I did like the art, but uh, it's not standing out in the way that I would uh, really, really super recommend it. But um, yeah, Sword was Sword has been entertaining, especially after first issue that was filled with uh, exposition. That was probably a mistake, but what can you do? The Way of X. Uh, so Cy Spurrier's writing this. This is you know Cy, Simon Spurrier was mentioned earlier but this is one i'm definitely getting of his and you know is it about a religion you know is night nightcrawler's getting his own book but they don't have to call it nightcrawler so who who knows what's going to go on here i'm excited to see what size Spurrier does i really hate it when people say they're excited to see what happens next uh, that's like a trope in comic book reviews but hey uh, i have no idea what's going to happen and that's why i like it um and uh, i did get the uh uh Vincentini wraparound variant. So hopefully that's pretty cool. Uh, Wolverine number 11. Ben Percy's been doing a really good job with this. You know, even even though I'm not uh, super interested uh, generally in like the plots that he's touching on, like vampires and, you know, the Omega Red. I love Omega Red, but... Um, oh, that murder plot with the flower cartel or something. But then when I read it, I enjoy the, the hell out of it, Right. So, you know, I, what do I want from Wolverine? I don't know. I think that's the other problem, too, is that I'm admitting I don't re- actually know what I want from a Wolverine comic. I mean, he's doing the things that people think Wolverine should do, like sit in a bar and get in fights and stuff. So, you know, I don't actually know what I want from a Wolverine comic, so I'm just going to shut up and read it. And that's been good for me because I've really enjoyed what Ben Percy has done. Uh, X-Force, number 19, I think has been the best art. Of course, Gary... I say that, and Gary Brown's the artist in this issue, but uh, Joshua Kassara did the cover. So let's see how different that's going to look, and, and uh, we'll compare in April. We'll compare Gary Brown's art to uh, Joshua Kassara. Um, uh, it looks like we're in a. Uh, it looks like we're still uh, mired in Shadow King stuff, which I really, really like. Uh, and then look at that. So. No more Hickman verse. This is a, another one of those that I just mentioned a bunch of times. Um, books that happened in an earlier continuity. So X Men Legends. Um, I thought Nizieza would still be writing it, but it's not. It's Louis Simonson and Walter Simonson drawing number three. The original X Factor returns to battle Apocalypse. Oh, so this is going to take place probably right around um, X Men like between five and 20 or something like that. Let's find out. Let's find out. Uh, the mutants once known as the original X-Men now fight the good fight as the mutant team X-Factor. That's cool. I collect these. I try to grab those um, early X-Factor books whenever I can, see, whenever I see them for cheap, with the exception of a couple first appearances like Apocalypses. Together with their mysterious sentient spaceship, ship, and the newly transformed Archangel, so it's after number 20, um, they've defeated Cameron Hodge and or 25 and foiled Apocalypse's scheme. But as ship starts to malfunction, Apocalypse's true plan unfolds. 
Return to this era with uh, Legends, Lee Simonson, Walter Simonson. Uh, yep. Uh, so, all new tales set before X Factor Forty Three. So that is very exciting. Now I'm wondering where what happens in X Factor Number Two or X Men Legends Number Two, because uh, Number One was cool, but it was like uh, Nicias is uh, you know continuing a, a story that it looked like Marvel tried to throw away at the time. So, but this one's awesome. And then. Uh, We'll close this out. I'll just talk a little bit about collected editions. There's an Aliens Volume 2 get coming out. Um, that's actually a great deal. Uh, but I missed Volume 1. And then uh, Amazing Spider-Man. All the stuff that you expect. Epic Collections. Um, a bunch of old stuff. The only one I want to point out is... Um, is... The marvel oh well ghost writer robbie i'm getting this robbie reyes complete collection so everything robbie reyes and uh in a trade paperback um how many pages is that because that's still 26 bucks uh 432 pages so it's a nice it's a nice book there um as uh marvel august 1961 i'm not buying this because it's so expensive even with the 35 percent off it's 97 bucks uh it's going to retail at 150 but uh marvel marvel august 1961 omnibus so that is the month that uh fantastic four number one first came out uh you know change change comics forever uh probably you know top five most influential releases for sure without a doubt obviously superman and batman so this is probably number three uh, arguably more than batman but who knows i'm not going to argue that but what's cool about this is that you get that book of course in august 1916 but you get all the other crazy stuff that was not very superhero-ish that was what marvel was publishing at the time um, before starting like the age of superheroes things like student nurse and millie the model uh, Tales to Astonish, Gunsmoke Western, Love Romances. So I'm not going to get it because I don't actually think those are very interesting books to read. But I do think it's really cool. And I would think it would be really cool if Marvel just kept publishing like every month in some giant omnibus. But what do I know? I'm not even buying it. So obviously it's a terrible idea to, to do that in any, any, any form and fashion. And last but not least, before we close up... Um, the what if omnibus is available for volume one for that first, uh, volume of what if, and, uh, it's a pretty good price, $65 with the discount, hundred dollars, uh, retail, uh, and it's uh 776 pages. What's interesting about it though, is that it does skip what if number 16. And it was the, it was a Fu Manchu one, which is not, not something we do anymore. Um, you know, Fu Manchu is considered a bit racist, a bit racist, but, uh, so, uh, it's crazy that it's omitted from the, uh, what if, um, it's not that crazy. It's expected, but it, it feels like a big hole where you go, what if one through 15 and, and 17 through 22, we just skipped over it. So anyway, guys, that is the Marvel previews for, or the, all the releases that are happening at Marvel in April of 2020. Thank you guys for listening. If you got this far, uh, hanging out with me, listening to what's going on, just a silly little podcast about comic books here. And, uh, you can find me at chaos and comics on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. You can talk to me at any of those places. Uh, I will answer you and talk to you about comics and, and fun stuff like that. Um, I'm not, I mean, I'll recommend stuff to you if you really want, 
but uh, I'm not a big uh, recommender. I'm more of a let's talk about what you think about what you read kind of thing. So anyway, thank you guys for listening. You guys have a great day or night.